0: Dreaming about teaming up with a superhero? Heartbroken about the latest comic death? Do you find your conversations always turning to Marvel? Then welcome Marvelites to your therapy session. Join your hosts as we explore the realms of the Marvel universe, taking you into new insights, movie reviews, and debates. Here, we won't try to cure any obsessions, but fuel them because the world is better nerdy. Welcome to your Marvel therapy group.
1: Was the last season Marvel was just like screw it? And they had one scene where just used to see Spider Man like swinging across a building in front of Jessica.
2: Oh, that would be weird. I mean, that'd be yeah, great. I was just cool. my immediate thought was the how, how that would work with the companies because Marvel television and Marvel movies don't get along, then you have to throw in the Sony aspect in there. <laughs>
1: I feel like those since the last season, and it it'd be kind of funny if someone was just like screw it. And then if somebody got mad, they'd be like, look, the show is over. Like, what
2: do you want? It would be funny. They could always be like, that's not Spider-Man, it's Night Monkey. <laughs> like, sorry uh, okay.
1: Can I be honest with you? I did not like the black suit. I thought the black suit was dumb looking.
2: That's fair. It kind of... It was cool in the trailers, because we were like, who's this? Where'd he get a new suit? But it was literally just some random S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Right? Oh yeah,
1: I feel like you might. When I watched uh, Home or Far from Home, I was like, "Man, Joe probably really likes this movie because they're making Shield like an important thing again."
2: Yes. Although, okay, yeah, no, I I did really like Far from Home. Did you?
1: I did. Yeah, I actually liked it more than Homecoming.
2: Me too. Okay. <laughs> well, that's that was a good combination of our two topics. So, yeah. welcome Marvel Therapy Group listeners to another episode of Marvel Therapy Group. This is uh, this is definitely Marvel therapy group. Last week was our little Scooby Doo therapy group hiatus. So we it's just just Jack and I today. Say hi, Jack. Hey everyone. Um, Connor's on the West Coast Avengers, and Haley is in a helicarrier with Shield. Yeah. (laughs) So Jack and I are actually are also the only ones out of the other hosts who watch Jessica Jones and have seen Spider-Man Far From Home. And a few episodes ago, we left... I, I don't
1: feel like Brian really likes Spider-Man, though. I feel like he's probably seen it by now, with Connor.
2: I don't... No, I don't think they have wow. yet. Soon. um. Although, but that movie's done really well already.
1: That was weird, they released it on a Tuesday. Like, I get it, but it was just, like, it was weird knowing it was out, you know?
2: Yeah. I woke up that Monday, and I was like, Spider-Man is coming out today. And then I realized it was a Monday. And then, so the next day, I woke up. I had no plans to see it, but I just knew. I was like, it's Tuesday. It's out today. I'm seeing it. And I did. They still, did
1: they still give you that the $5
2: Tuesday deal? Did no, no. So the theater that I went to on Tuesdays, they do a $6, $6 movie tickets. Um, you know this, but for our listeners. So I figured, oh, I'll go to this theater on Tuesday and I'll get to see the movie for $6. Only because it was a premiere, it was still the full price. So they rang it up and then I was like, he asked if I had a student ID, student or senior discount. And I was like, No, thinking it's $6. So he rang it up full price and I was like, Oh, I found my student ID. Is it too late to get a student discount?
1: I forgot. I do go to school.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, yeah, I just didn't think I had it on me, but here it is in my wallet. Um, cause I mean my, it says 2019, even though I didn't graduate, I graduated earlier than that, but he didn't check. So it still works. Right.
1: Um, as long as they don't
2: check, yeah. Yeah, I was still a student at one point. <laughs> it's not like I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> like, I still don't have any money, even though I'm, I'm not a student anymore. <laughs> um, I, oh yeah, my question was, how, how do they measure the box office? Uh, when, it, when a movie comes out on a Tuesday? Because when it comes out on a Friday, you get like a Thursday night premiere, And then that's easy to measure. You get the opening weekend box office. But how do you measure that on a Tuesday?
1: I imagine um, they're probably going to count the whole week as the opening weekend.
2: That's what I was thinking. That's what I was wondering.
1: yeah, If they they do that, I mean, good for that. Like, I mean, I get it. I get releasing it on a Tuesday so that you have Wednesday night, Thursday night, with the 4th of July and everything. Like, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah.
2: I know this movie's done really well already. I don't know any specific numbers. I could easily Google it right now, but <laughs> I know it's done really well.
1: Well, I like how they I like how they were bragging that it broke the um, the box office record for a Tuesday, and I'm, they they like smashed box office records for Tuesday, and I'm like, good job. What was your competition?
2: Yeah, is that just measuring any movie on a Tuesday? Yeah. Because, let's face it, no movie has ever come out on a Tuesday.
1: Well, I'm sure some movie came out on I a mean, Tuesday. I mean,
2: please some prove me wrong.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, probably when there were silent theaters in, like, the 1920s. <laughs> wow. Alright. So you want to talk about the movie or you want
1: to talk about Jessica Jones first?
2: Let's do Jessica Jones first, because we left okay. off. we left off a few episodes on episode 8, and neither of us had finished it. So, let's pick up from there. Okay. I didn't I stopped taking notes per episode because I was like, "Oh, eh, we've already talked about it in Marvel therapy group." But I have a few notes that we can go through and we can just talk about it. So, the big thing, episode 9, which I had to keep secret because you hadn't seen it yet. But Dorothy. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. That was sad. Yeah. You didn't care.
1: Uh, not really. Like, I didn't care about that character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically, you know, uh, I still feel like they made her really bad in season one, and then season two and three, they were kind of like, oh, never mind, she's not that bad.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I more just kind of cared in the fact that it sort of moved the rest of the season forward. So. It did.
2: It did. The way that they did it, it was necessary. I mean, I... I they could have... I, I don't know, it had to happen, I think had to happen because, like I was saying in my past episode, yeah, she's a horrible person, but like I think she redeemed herself also because she didn't deserve to die that way. That was horrible. she was tortured yeah, uh, yeah, that
1: wasn't that wasn't great, but
2: I didn't but, see know, it coming's got a villain, yeah. I mean, it was cool in that, like, this is where Trish learned that there were stakes. She finally realized that there were stakes, and, like, she didn't feel the stakes until this episode, because it was always her saying, we'll get it. We'll get him. And Jessica was saying, we have to be careful. We could die. And Trish was just kind of like, yeah, I know, but, like, we're we're powered. We got this. And this really hit home for her that there are stakes. People die. And oh, it was... No, for
1: me, yeah, overall, no, I say season three picked up around episode six, like after Jessica Jones went on that road trip and found the body.
2: Um, The one in the water in tank? The gazebo. No, the gazebo. Oh, the gazebo. gazebo. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, was, that was episode that six. that
1: episode, I think the season picked up, and I actually enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. It was good.
1: Um, yeah. Like i said before, I'm, like, the one person who liked season two. Um. So I would put, overall, I put season 3 about the same as season 2. Maybe a little lower, just because season 2, like the stuff with her mother, really worked for me. Uh-huh. And um, that's if Season 2 had those two episodes I really liked, which was the flashback one and the Kilgrave one. Okay. Hey, so but- I might go, but it would go, like, season 1 is like a 10 out of 10 for me, and then these two seasons are like 8 out of 10s. That works.
2: That makes sense. I was thinking... 8 out of 10 for the season, two. Yeah. Because, you're right, it did pick up. Like, there were some points where I was just kind of, like, watching it, but doing other things, because it wasn't keeping my attention, but then, after a certain point, I just couldn't stop watching.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And I started binging like, it.
1: I, mean, I was really into that episode where Jessica has to go and um, get the evidence back from the body that she dug up.
2: Oh, that was gross. <laughs> that was a good
1: episode. Um, I was really into the episodes where Jessica found out that Trish was the one who was killing all these people.
2: Yeah. So I...
1: I... We should have put a spoiler warning on this,
2: shouldn't we? Oh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> spoiler warning after we've dropped all the spoilers.
2: It happens. <laughs> it's been out for a while, though. So we're we're in the clear. That's fair. Um, yeah, so I guess... Fair spoiler warning, we're talking about Jessica Jones Season 3 and Spider-Man Far From Home later on, in a few minutes. Um, uh, what were we talking about? Um,
1: oh, I was the, when she the goes episodes, to get... When that, she, <laughs> yeah, and then it worked for me that, um, Trish ended up being the big bad, which I didn't see coming, but I I was, I liked it.
2: Yeah. I was, so... I I feel like Jessica's and Trish's storyline is over. I feel like if these characters were to come back in any capacity in the future, they're not gonna interact. They don't have to. They're they're. They've gotten what they can get out of each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And Trish was yeah. really annoying at the beginning of the season. So she's <sighs> like, I asked for this, you didn't, and I was like, We get it. You're the immortal iron fist. <laughs> wow. Um... But well, then that she
1: was went... harsh coming from someone who liked Iron Fist.
2: <laughs> it was really annoying me. Like, luckily they brought it up at one point because Jessica was like, "Enough! We get it. You asked for this." <laughs> I was like, "Thank you. Shut her up." <laughs> but Trish went to the raft.
1: Yeah.
2: Granted, like yeah, she killed some people, but she's not a bad person. She was. She got a little delusional. I think that's a cool parallel, which I just realized between Salinger and her. They were killing people because I thought it was. Well, he didn't think it was for the right reasons, but like they were killing people, but none of them thought they were a bad person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I mean, I I thought overall this season was pretty good. Um, I mean, I still really like Jessica a lot. I actually liked uh, some of the new characters they introduced. I liked the guy who can um, tell who has like that. Who has like the telekinetic power? Not the telekinetic, but like the mind reading powers.
2: Yeah. Like. I don't know what you'd call that. Empath? Empath? Like, you can hey. feel emotions almost.
1: Yeah, that, that, that works.
2: Yeah, he just kind of gets a feeling that someone's done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really cool... I wonder if he was based off of anything in the comics.
1: I don't know, actually. I don't know. I don't, he doesn't sound familiar, but maybe.
2: Yeah, his name was Eric? No, that was... No, yeah, Eric. The burger guy. But Trish went to the raft. I, I like. Yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy to think about.
2: Yeah, that's where Scarlet Witch was held, and Ant Man and Hawkeye. Yes, that it's crazy.
1: I, I feel like there's no one there right now, though. So she'll probably be fine.
2: No. Uh. Yeah. I. Like,
1: everybody. All the all the villains die. So there's probably like two people on the raft <laughs> right now.
2: Probably, or I bet like. Some people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have ended up there. Probably. But, so we're getting that Hellstrom show on uh, Hulu. And... Yeah. On Hulu, so we're, getting, so. we're getting a Ghost Rider and a Hellstrom show.
1: Okay. <laughs>
2: um, But I know that like, Hellcat story is rooted in her actually going to Hell. I think Mephisto is involved, maybe... But she learns how to use her powers in hell. And I think she dated Hellstrom. So I think it'd be really interesting if. So if Trish Walker ever comes back in the Marvel. in the MCU, she's not going to stay in the raft, right? She's probably going to be broken out, or break out, or cut some deal. And then, like, Hellstrom would be the perfect way to bring her back in. Or Ghost Rider or something.
1: I mean. There's too many television deals for that to ever happen, but uh, maybe.
2: That's true, yeah. Well, if we're talking about Spider-Man being in the last season of Jessica Jones, we can talk about Trish Walker being transferred over to Hulu. That's
1: true. It's just (laughs) so nuts right now.
2: (laughs) What did you think of the David Tennant cameo?
1: Needed about 100% more David Tennant.
2: Yeah, not really a cameo, just... uh... Was that a new line, or was that something he said in earlier seasons?
1: Um, I think I read it was a voiceover.
2: Okay. Very cool.
1: Uh, Luke Cage showing up was cool, though.
2: Yes. I remember reading the, um, the the episode description said, Jessica's visited by an old friend. And we found out it was Luke Cage. It was cool because we hadn't seen him since. Did he watch season two of Luke Cage? About half of it. Okay. So, spoiler for that, um, do you mind if I spoil it? No, I
1: know what happens.
2: Okay, yeah. So, at the end, um, wow, what's her name? Maria Dillard dies, and Luke Cage pretty much takes her spot as, like, the crime boss of Harlem, which is a really cool ending, but we hadn't seen him since then, and this kind of reaffirmed that he's still Luke Cage, he's still a good guy. Um, he's not a crime boss. I, th- I like... Well,
1: he was, he was dressed up like a crime boss.
2: He was, but he's, he had that line, Is like, it's still me under these clothes. Something like that. It was still him. He's still a good he, guy.
1: He also said, though, he's like, you know, if I ever go too far, Jessica, you know, you're gonna have to take me out.
2: Yeah. I think someone else had a line. Oh, um, Misty Knight. When we saw her somewhere... <laughs> She had a line like that too. She's like, Yeah, I don't I don't like what Luke's doing nowadays. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And talked about someone would need to take him out, one of the other three defenders.
1: Almost makes it seem like they had a see a plan for season three, Netflix.
2: <laughs> um Jerry Hogarth? She didn't get a happy ending. I think the last we see of her is when Keith says You were afraid to die alone, but you're going to. I was like, "Ouch."
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's kind of about the best Jerry could hope for, I think.
2: Yeah, I've like I've said, I don't know why we root for her. She's a terrible person, (laughs) but she's such. Yeah,
1: but you know, I still like her.
2: Yeah, she's such an interesting character. All
1: right. Just final thoughts on Jessica Jones.
2: I. I think it wrapped up um not as good as Daredevil, but it works. Mhm. Because it's an ending. It's an ending cuz Jessica was about to run away and then she hears the purple man's voice over and then she's like, "No. I've I've done enough running. I'm not running for my problems anymore." Mhm. She turns around, walks back.
1: And she's going to go fight crime forever.
2: Yeah. And she'll, she'll work with Malcolm, because she gave the keys to her apartment to Malcolm. Uh yeah. Which, poor Malcolm, now he has to pay for two rents? <laughs> Yikes. Uh, oh. Oh, I, I hope that the, um, her secretary stick, sticks around. Yeah, maybe. They have a good dynamic. I
1: mean, it's, the show's over, so you could just headcanon. She's yeah. stuck around. Yeah, yeah. Marvel Therapy Group can and She stuck around.
2: Yes, definitely. Okay, 20 minutes later, <laughs> we've talked about Jessica Jones. What are your final thoughts?
1: Uh, nope. overall, good stuff. Yeah.
2: Let us know what you guys think. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, so find us. Okay, Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. You want to start it off?
1: Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot. I liked it more than Homecoming. Um, felt like it was a more confident movie overall, if that makes sense. Like it felt like it didn't have to do all the heavy lifting of Homecoming, which was like, hey, we re- 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 rebooted this character three times in ten years, but this time it's gonna be different.
2: I get that. It felt
1: like this time they laid all the groundwork, they could just have fun. Um, I thought the action sequences were cooler, it seemed like the director was more confident doing that. Um, everything was really good, had a lot of funny moments, um, yeah, overall, good
2: movie. It really was. You're right, it had a more natural feel to it than Homecoming did. Oh, right, only because they didn't have to set up anyone's backgrounds, they just went for it. Mm -hmm. They went for it so much that they just brought in Nick Fury. Oh, yeah,
1: he was kind of an asshole in this
2: movie. He really was, he reminded me of my old boss. (laughs) It really was. Um, And it's weird because the whole movie I was thinking, Nick Fury has to know. He has to know that Myster- what Mysterio is doing. He, like, he doesn't act like this. And he no, doesn't. Think,
1: yeah, well, I'd be, speaking of Mysterio, what do you think of Mysterio?
2: That was awesome. I loved that first fight scene we get where... um He lures Spider-Man into that apartment building, or, like, that, you know, the the building, thinking he's meeting with Nick Fury, but then he, all the drones come in and start shooting at him, and it's just like a mindscape.
1: Oh, that was cool.
2: That he can't get out of. Yeah.
1: They kind of out-Dr. Strange-Dr. Strange with those visuals.
2: They did. Yeah. That, that's, let's bring that up, because I was thinking, if they're going for the multiverse theory... And Mysterio here is from another universe. What we he's saw in the trailers. So. Well, I said if, because we saw in the he's trailers, that he has those like green things like Dr. Strange had. So I was like, what if this Mysterio is the Sorcerer Supreme from a different universe?
1: But he's not.
2: He's not. But what if he was? That would be cool. But he's not. So before we knew that the multiverse did not happen in this movie, I was still thinking like, this is cool. What well, if he was he's... a
1: liar, pants, Joe?
2: I know, but yeah. we didn't find that out until like halfway through the movie.
1: That would be my one w criticism I have of this movie is that if you knew anything about Mysterio and what his deal is, like the first half is kind of ruined.
2: Oh, it was yeah.
1: Especially that scene where um. Peter Parker's gonna give his glasses over to Mysterio oh. and sitting there in the theater like, don't,
2: don't do this. I know, don't that was the this. stupidest part of the movie. Um, actually, I, I shouldn't say that the first half was ruined because like I said, it's the MCU. It's a different universe. They could do whatever they want to because characters are different, have different backstories in different universes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, we I think we'd all figured out, okay, Mysterio is faking this. <laughs> I even tweeted about it at one point, and I was very proud of this, because after I tweeted it, I saw other people posting about it, and I was like, did I start this? What to you say? It said, like, what if Mysterio or what if this is just Marvel putting out feelers for the multiverse? They want to do it, but not so soon. So they're putting out feelers to see how people would react to the concept of a multiverse. Like, the general audience. And then, because it's Mysterio, they'll just retract that but the concept is still there
1: I feel like it's a slippery slope to go down with the multiverse just because then you start getting all these questions like oh well why can't we have a alternate version of Tony Stark show up or why can't we have an alternate version of Cap show up
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and I don't know I feel like that's not something they want to cross but uh, maybe
2: you're right it's definitely going to be hard to do a multiverse like, especially now that they want to bring in Fantastic Four and the X-Men. You know? Which they might have to bring in through a multiverse.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, just, I know you uh, you don't watch The Flash on the CW, but I can tell you as someone who stuck with it for longer than I should have, it really went off the rails once they really went into all the multiverse stuff. Oh. So i just rather they didn't do it.
2: Not yet, anyway. They still have so many characters they can play with. Yeah. Like, not yet.
1: I thought Jake Gyllenhaal did a good job,
2: though. Yeah.
1: Especially after it's revealed he's a bad guy. I mean, his speech was... His speech was fine. It was a little exposition-droppy and awkward. But, I mean, after that, it seemed like he had... It feels like he had a lot more
2: fun in the role once he was, once it revealed he was such a straight-up villain. I'm glad you thought that, too. I was... You know, you were you're talking about the scene after he gets the glasses and he's talking yeah. to all of his henchmen in mm-hmm. the bar... Yeah, okay, I'm glad you thought that was awkward, too, because I was watching it, and I was like, this is something you read in a comic book? It doesn't translate well. It just
1: went on for a really long time, and I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal was giving it his all, but, yeah, that was just, that was an awkward scene.
2: It kind of was. Actually, I can't even say you read it now, a days be It's something you read from a villain in, like, the 60s and 70s comic books? Not so much today. And it, just, it doesn't, yeah, it didn't translate well. But uh, it was cool to see all those henchmen were, like, we've seen them before. Or two of them, at least.
1: That's just, just the one guy, the like, when, guy, when they would, like, flash other people, I'm like, oh, were you in a movie, too? But they only did it once.
2: I thought they did it twice. They did it no. one for the guy that got yelled at by Jeff Bridges.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, the other one was they tried to retcon that Mysterio was there during Civil War.
2: Right. They did that. Which okay. he wasn't, but Well it could have been. I guess,
1: I guess he was, technically. I but... guess he was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Jack, I called it those glasses were Tony Stark's glasses. Did you? Yeah. We no, watched up Thanks. It was <laughs> our it was the episode that we did about the Spider Man trailers and I was like, those glasses look like Tony Stark's. So I called it, and I was really excited that they were.
1: Uh, What else did I like about the movie? I thought uh, there were a lot of funny scenes. I thought the two teachers, uh, Martin Starr (laughs) and BJ Smooth, stole the movie.
2: Yeah. Actually, going back to the school part, let's talk. Can we talk about the beginning? The very beginning? Sure. The In Memoriam video? Uh huh. And how Spider Man Far From Home got us all crying in the first five minutes.
1: I think I got you crying, Joe.
2: (laughs) How could you not? It was an In Memoriam and it was showing pictures of Tony Stark and Vision and Black Widow. And, well, there was one of Captain America, so does that mean he died of old age already? Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. It was sad. (laughs) But it was necessary. It's like, yes, all the connections.
1: It was kind of, it did kind of feel like a little bit like Whiplash. When uh, Endgame and Infinity War took the snap real seriously and this one made it this one took it a this one sort of portrayed it as a big joke.
2: But again it was necessary. Because So in that video we see they're at a basketball game and we see everyone being snapped away and I was like oh, No This what? it's it's happening. Um but then it was funny when they after the blip, snap back. They snapped back, and the band just appears. <laughs> like the uh, tuba player gets hit with a basketball. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. What did you think about it being called the blip?
1: No opinion. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I like our I like our ideas better. Like Snapgate or Snapagen. Sn-
2: yes, the snapping. <laughs> <sighs> but the blip, I guess, it works. I mean, I wouldn't... Sure. Yeah, we didn't think of that. It's cool. We... Oh, oh, so shortly after that, we get that scene um, where Aunt May has set up this charity thing. Uh-huh. And we, find, we found out what that was for. Which is great.
1: I forget what it was for.
2: It was like a homeless fund for those who had been displaced from the blip. Oh, yeah. So, that was really cool, because I remember I was saying, like, I thought it was a charity for Spider-Man, so I was thinking, what made Aunt May the head of that? How did she get there? But it's not, because May says herself that, okay, she was snapped. That was sad. <laughs> um, yeah, she, she said that she, after the blip, she was, reappe- she reappeared in her apartment. That was a, our, there was a new family in that apartment. Mm-hmm. So, like, it worked. It was really cool to see that ram- ramification from the snap. Yeah, no, that
1: was good. Uh, I liked uh, I liked Happy's whole thing with Aunt May.
2: Yes. <laughs> They're flirting a little bit, and then in the vault at the end, when he's with the three yeah. other people, he's like, I'm in love with Spider-Man's aunt! <laughs> I thought we were sharing. <laughs>
1: he was good. John Favreau was good in this movie. Yeah. I hope they keep him around.
2: Yeah. Um... Oh, yes. Yeah, Zendaya so sp- was
1: good, too. I liked MJ a lot more in this
2: movie. Zendaya was good. I was about yeah. to say that. Yeah, MJ... I'd lo- I liked MJ so much more in this movie. Because she actually had a purpose.
1: Yeah. That helps.
2: Yeah. The first movie, she was, like, on par with Captain Phasma as most useless characters ever. Because <laughs> she was just there I'll in the background. Like I that's a little harsh. I don't think so. MJ is in... like
1: a fun character.
2: In Homecoming? Yeah. She didn't do anything except sit there and be like, slavery is bad. And we're like, yes.
1: Well, so, like the MCU has characters like that that just like, you know, tell jokes and don't really get anything to plot. that's fine.
2: I guess. But I was glad that she had a role this time.
1: No, I was too. I like her,
2: but... Like who? What other character is there just for jokes?
1: Ah, uh, you're putting me on the spot. Um
2: yeah. Characters should have a point.
1: They could just be funny characters, Joe, okay? we don't need to get carried away.
2: Uh, that's why I also liked Ned and Betty. Ah, oh, that was funny. Because they actually kind of had a little plot. They, like, progressed the plot a little bit. That was funny.
1: The actor who played, um... Peter Parker's rival for MJ. He, he did a good job making making me hate him.
2: Yeah. And again, that was really cool to see that this guy was five years younger than, than them, but's now, like, um, in their, in their grade or a year above. Uh, in their grade. But yeah, it was really cool to... Like, I just loved how they connected it to the snap.
1: Mm-hmm. Which,
2: I mean, they had to. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do hope from now on this is gonna this is kind of gonna be the last movie that it's that has a, like real heavy-handed Tony Stark like influence you know like I, I hope this is the last one with like disgruntled Stark workers oh or uh, oh Peter Parker has to be sad about t- I kind of I kind of hope we're done with it mm-hmm. especially for the next one
2: I think we will be because this was the last movie of, of Phase three mm-hmm. they're kind of closing the door and gonna go more. Or wherever they're going to go. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But that's that's true. I hadn't realized that both Homecoming and Far From Home, the villains are disgruntled Stark workers.
1: Yeah, this is all Tony Stark's fault.
2: Oh, that's sad. But I guess you're not wrong.
1: Some could argue Peter Parker's life is going to be easier now that Tony Stark is dead.
2: <laughs> that one scene where... um where where Peter Parker is in that plane, and he gets the equipment to make his own suit,
0: mm-hmm.
2: that was I almost I almost cried there too because I was like, he is turning into the next Tony Stark, and I'm okay with it. Yeah.
1: I think my roommate made an argument that I was like, if you don't buy into this whole thing that like Tony that Peter Parker can just ask Pepper Potts or Happy for a billion dollars to solve any problem you're never going to feel like this is your Spider-Man, but if you like this stuff, then, like, yeah, it works for you.
2: I think that's true. Because Spider-Man... Like it's,
1: it's not like the Spider-Man from, like, the Sam Raimi movies who, would like, had to work two jobs and still didn't have any money and lived in a crappy apartment, you know?
2: Right. But at the same time, we've seen that. Yeah, it's no, good. I'm fine with it. Yeah, it's good for it to have a change like this. Um, especially because... Spider Man, like I, I like Spider Man. He's never been my favorite character, though. Mm -hmm. So, the way that they kind of made Peter Parker replace Tony Stark, it worked. It didn't feel forced, and I was okay with it. Mm
1: Hey, you want to talk about uh, a post-credit scene?
2: Yes. Yes. J. K. Simmons is back. I know.
1: That was my theater, but there were a lot of people who cheered when he showed up.
2: Yes, that's incredible.
1: That was cool. That was, I feel like I'm. Ha- I feel like J.K. Simmons must have just been so happy to be asked to.
2: Yeah, but also, he could be. <laughs> You're gonna hate this. He could be the lead in. He could be the connection for the multiverse.
1: Oh, shut up. <laughs> it's the same person. It is the same person. Can't we just leave it at that?
2: Well, yes. But if they decide to go for a multiverse, <laughs> he's an easy connection.
1: I don't. I don't approve.
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Was awesome.
1: That was cool. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good way to do it too.
2: And at the same time, I feel like that's a good way to close out phase three too.
1: Like I was surprised that didn't get spoiled at all. Like there wasn't even like a rumor or anything, you know?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome.
1: Yeah.
2: We see. So he's just swinging, swinging through. Um. New York with MJ, which is good. I liked that. And then, yeah, we get that news broadcast and it's, what did it say? It was like the controversial Daily Bugle.
1: Yeah, well, it's not like even a newspaper anymore. It's like, um, it's like a radio show. It's kind of like how they did it in the PS4 Spider-Man game where it's like he runs like a, he runs like a Rush Limbaugh style podcast kind of.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, hey, go with it.
1: Yeah, no, I think it works.
2: They adapted... What is this high school? Mid Midtown? Uh, yeah, Midtown High, I think.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah, they
2: adapted that to make it, like, tech-savvy for this day and age. So, yeah, change the Daily Bugle to a controversial podcast. Go for it.
1: Uh, and then we got that other post-credit scene. Oh, well, no, wait. Before we do, we should probably talk. Where do you think they're going to go with Spider-Man now that everyone knows his secret identity?
2: I think he's going to have to join the Avengers.
1: Well, maybe maybe the Avengers can't take him, because, you know, he also apparently is... He's also, like, a wanted fugitive.
2: I don't know. That could be explained away, I feel like.
1: It could, but it's also... uh, He's also in a sticky situation right now. (laughs) I get it. No pun intended. Oh. Because of the web.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I... um, I don't know. If S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick Fury is there. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s kind of a thing. I think he's okay.
1: Is Nick Fury there, though?
2: Except ah. the other
1: post credit scene.
2: Ah, yeah. Actually, before we talk about that, did Mysterio die? Yes. How?
1: I was confused by that, too. I had to look it up on Wikipedia. I guess um, he, he shot himself when Spider-Man, like, caught his bullet, or caught his gun. It's like a misfire.
2: I remember that. It was the drone. But then that turned out to be an illusion.
1: No, it was, remember when um, he tries to shoot Spider-Man and Spider-Man catches the gun? Uh-huh. I think somehow he, like, shot himself when that happened.
2: Oh. Okay. I don't know. I guess I'll go off to see it again.
1: Somehow. Some Wik- I think that's what Wikipedia says. And Wikipedia is never wrong.
2: <laughs> well. Um, yeah. So the second credit scene... It did not see that coming.
1: No, well, I thought it was going to lead to secret invasion, then it was just kind of, you know, like a fun scene.
2: Yeah, probably a lead up for Captain Marvel 2.
1: Yeah, I mean, because the Skrulls aren't really bad guys, so. Yet. That's true, it could go either way with the Skrulls.
2: Yeah, like, if now that they have Super Skrull, if they bring in Super Skrull, he could be like a new Ronin, like a splinter group of the Skrulls, who's like a terrorist organization.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. But yeah, it was.
1: No, that was a fun. That was a fun scene. I like that they brought Ben Mendelsohn back.
2: Yeah, Talos is his name. Yeah. Talos and his wife. Mrs. Talos. Mrs. Talos. Okay, so we found out where Nick Fury is. He's in space somewhere. He's on some Skrull base. Just chilling. Where is Maria Hill? Ah. That's what I need to know. <laughs> where is Hashtag she?
1: Hashtag where's Maria Hill?
2: Yeah, I'll tweet that. <laughs> She's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Where is she? <laughs> I I need to know. I feel like you're
1: not gonna get any sleep now because of that.
2: I feel like they're not gonna answer that ever. Maria Hill, I feel like, is this character that just they put her in when it's convenient, but they don't really care about.
1: I mean, who knows? Now that uh, Cap and Iron Man are gonna be able to double down on the Shield stuff.
2: That'd be awesome.
1: Just for people like you.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. If I could take a minute and do an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. blurb, because I'm the only one in MTG that watches it. Okay.
1: Yeah, Go for it. Go this, a time, you know. Literally one minute.
2: This season is incredible. It's a shorter season, and it's going, like, it's crazy, because we still don't know what's happening. And this past episode, um, we get the creator of the Shrike coming to Earth, and all the Shrike on Earth are building this tower, and it's... Okay, so Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the new Game of Thrones, because we have... Um, I'm gonna drop spoilers. So That's just, a bold claim. Oh, just listen. We have the Shrike, right? The Shrike are calling their creator, but Fitz and Simmons are working with the creator, not knowing they're, she's bad, but they kind of have a suspicion. At the same time... Sarge, along with May, Daisy, and Snowflake are going to the, destroy the Shrike which would destroy Fitz and Simmons who are working with the creator. But then Sarge bailed and Sarge went to the Zephyr who's also trying to stop the truck that Sarge was just on. Ten seconds. But now it's, I'm not following that. <laughs> but now it's <laughs> Daisy, May, and Snowflake who are now on the same side trying to stop the destruction of the creator. <laughs> Time's up. Um, You're done.
1: You're done next week. Next week. No, no.
2: While Sarge yeah, is trying uh, to take no. over the Zephyr from Mac and Yo-Yo, who are trying to, still trying to destroy the truck.
1: Stop disobeying
2: me. And you've got so many factions. <laughs> They're all going to the same location. <laughs> and it's mind-blowing. And we don't know what's happening. <laughs> <sighs> I love the show so much.
1: Right, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad you're having fun, Joe.
2: You should watch it.
1: I'm watching Legion right
2: now. Oh, are you? Season
1: 3?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Because um, right before we started recording this episode, I started watching Season 1. I mean, sorry, Episode 1 of Season 2, because mm-hmm. it's on Hulu, and I'm, I'm that far behind. So how's Legion going? Uh, good. We can
1: always do an episode about it later on.
2: It'll have to be much... It's,
1: it's good. It's still wacky and trippy and just really original.
2: It'll no. have to be much later on, Jack, because I'm only in season two.
1: We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I love
2: it. Yeah, you can always do some spoilers like I just did for AOS. Just do a Legion blurb.
1: Well, if you're watching Legion, I'm not going to do that.
2: Well, oh, that's true, because you're not watching AOS.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, before we sign off, uh, where would you rank Spider-Man uh, Far From Home in your MCU movies?
2: It's hard not having a definitive list, like, in front of me, but top seven?
1: Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's number nine for me. It's actually...
2: Oh, you actually have a list?
1: I actually have a list, yeah. Okay, Um, that's cool. It's actually... I actually thought it would be right around the same spot as Homecoming is. It's actually... I actually ended up putting it higher than... So where it is, it goes far from home. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man, Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's about sort of the middle of my list. Okay. So I liked it more than both Ant-Man movies.
2: It's number yeah. nine, you said.
1: Um. Do, 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 do. One two three four five six seven eight nine. Yeah, it is nine. Although I oh, I realized I didn't rank um. Endgame. So that'll oh. push it down to ten.
2: Oh, okay. Can we hear your first ten?
1: Sure. I'm
2: curious. Oh, uh, well, actually, because
1: I don't. I um. So right now, not including Endgame, it goes Captain America: Winter Soldier, Guardians Two, Ragnarok, uh, First Avengers, uh, Infinity War, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America: Civil War, and then Spider-Man: Far From Home.
2: Nice. That's a good spot for it. Yeah. And and again like my ranking could change. I say top 7 because right now I'd want to put it in my top 5 even though I don't know what my top 5 would be because mm-hmm. it was so good. But when I compare it to 20 what is it, we're up to 23 movies now. Yeah. It it has it's to be crazy up there. To think about. Yeah, it has to be up there because it was awesome. But I without having without having compiled the list, I can't say where it'd be. <sighs> so top 7, I'm sure.
1: Joe, you got to keep a list on hand.
2: I, I know. You'll always
1: be prepared. Alright, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Or should we sign off?
2: I think we're good. Alright. As always, as soon as I hit the stop button, I'll probably think of more things that I could have said. But what are you going to do? Uh. Well, thank you for listening as always. We are Marvel Therapy Group. And you can reach out to us on all social media at, at Twitter, at Therapy Marvel, Facebook and Instagram, Marvel Therapy Group. And you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So drop us a comment, a like, a follow, whatever you do on social media. We love to hear from you. Yeah, and as always, just thanks for tuning in.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's Marvel Therapy Group, where together we can work through our comic thoughts and learn to live beside them. Views expressed are of the host only and do not reflect Marvel Studios or comics in any way. Hosts are in no way qualified to provide therapy. This is simply the name of the podcast. This has been another Marvel Therapy Group session.